Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again. We just give you all the praise, the glory, the adoration. We magnify you because you are faithful. We appreciate you because... Your mercies and your compassion, they are renewed every morning. We give you praise at this hour. We demand God that you speak to us. Grant us insight, understanding, revelation of your word. That will bring transformation to our lives. That can be exactly as you are. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we're going to be dealing with the danger of hatred on this part number five. I'm going to be ending this. Uh, subject with us today I don't know how many of you have been following I don't know how many of you have been blessed with it I don't know how many of you are really really trying to live out the things that you are receiving on this particular subject the danger of hatred part number 5 let me use a simple two passages to give you simple definition again as I'm trying to summarize this simple definition from the Bible and hatred. Luke chapter 14 verse 26. Luke 14 verse 26. If a man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters yea even his own life also he cannot be my disciple how wonderful is it right <laughs> hallelujah I don't know if you are getting this I tried to give you the definition before so I'm going to explain that to you but look at what Jesus is saying you got to hate who your father your mother and then he said well God thank you you're telling me the written because my parents are very wicked people. But it didn't end. They say, hate yourself too. <laughs> Praise God. I don't know if you're getting this. So how are you going to pull this together? You can't rejoice that he say, hate your father. Now his kids are telling you to hate your parents. No. Scripture says, honor your father and your mother. That might be well with you and I may live longer yet. Did he say so? How can you turn around and say, hate your parents? So what is he talking about? What is hatred? Are you there with me? Praise God. Well, look at that. Very man come to me, hate not his father, mother, wife, and children, and brethren, sisters, yea, even his own life. He cannot be my disciple. You got to hate all these people. And hate your life together too. <laughs> That's a good place to be. Okay, just keep that. Let's go to Luke 16 verse 13. Luke 16 verse 13. No servant can serve two masters. Whether we hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. So, take these two scriptures together. What is hatred there for us? Well, the simple definition of hatred it simply means to love something less. Did you get that? So, except you hate your father, your mother, your, your brother, your sister, your wife, 
You can be my disciple. In other words, if your attention is all about these people, and even about yourself, at the expense of God, you cannot be a disciple. If Christ is not a priority in your life, you cannot be a disciple. If money is your priority at the expense of God, you cannot be a disciple of God. When money drives you, you love God less. That is hatred. Are you listening? When money is what is driving you, you love God less. That's why I say you can serve two masters. By implication, master, I mean money is now your master. Has mastered you. You can't be the disciple of God. Hallelujah. Are you still following me? So that's what Jesus is saying here. When it comes to your father, when it comes to your mother, when it comes to yourself, the proportion of love has to be for the Lord. You have to love yourself less. You have to love money less and love God. Until you start doing that, you can serve God the way he intends you to serve him. That is why so many of us can find ourselves in services, in time of worship, in time of fellowship. We can find ourselves in all of those areas because we're pursuing money. And the truth again is this. There is no end to the pursuit of money. There's never going to be an end to that. Are you with me? And so that's what the Lord is saying here. So if I ask you now if you hate God, what are you going to tell me? I mean, be sincere to yourself. Do you hate God? They're going to say, Pastor, I don't hate God. But look at the definition. What is driving you? Have you come to love God less because of finance? I mean, money, finances. Have you come to love God less? Is your wife more of a priority to you than God? Is your sister, your husband, your mother, your father, even yourself, more of a priority to you than God? You hate God. You can be a disciple. Simple definition of hatred is what I'm giving to you. Can you see that? Praise the living God. You, you, you can agree with me that 80% of, of even that which you call Christians, they are victims of this scripture. 80%. 80% of believers are victim or guilty of this scripture. They love self more than they love God. They love money more than they love God. The pursuit of money takes preeminence in your life. You can be a disciple of Jesus in that dimension and still claim to be a disciple. No, you hate God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you are ready to hate yourself? <laughs> it's a choice. It's a difficult one. Praise God. But that's what the Bible says. You've got to hate yourself. By implication, love yourself less. Love God more. Amen? Praise the living God. You see, I love, I, I, I once made mention of this to someone. He was talking to me. I said, it's God that makes people. You can make yourself. That's why the glory must always go to God. You can make yourself. Financial or whatever the case may be, you can make yourself. You know what the Bible says? I will make you a father of many nations. He spoke that to Abraham. 
He went to Peter, I'll make you fishers of men. It's God that makes people. You can make yourself. Praise God. So, as much as possible, get your priorities right. And that should be God. Amen? And let me show you what happens to people that hate God. Luke 26 verse, I mean, Leviticus 26 verse 17. Those who turn their back on God, those who hate God, those who make Him less, those who priority is in the affairs of life at the expense of God. And this is what happened. Leviticus 26 verse 17. And I will set my face against you, and ye shall be slain before your enemies. They that hate you shall reign over you, and ye shall flee when none pursueth. Yea, you cannot serve God and Mammon like I served before. When you start serving Mammon at the expense of God, this is what it will allow the enemies to do to you, to pursue you to the extent that you will even be running when no man is pursuing you. His defense will be taken away. His protection is taken away. Remember what he said in Exodus 23? He said, I'm going to go before you. I'll say my dread and my fear before your face. Right? I'll be an enemy to your enemy. Right? An adversary to your adversary. I'm going to be that as long as you serve me. So if you hate God or you love him less, this is what happens to you. He let you lose into the hands of your enemy. And so what happened? Your enemy becomes the one that oppresses you. Praise the living God. Can I take this from the living Bible? A message translation, please. Message translation. Hallelujah. I'll turn my back on you and stand by while your enemy defeats you. People who hate you will govern you. You will run scared even when there is no one chasing you. Hallelujah. I will turn my back on you. Why? Because you love me less. You love money more than me. You love everything about life more than I do. So I'll turn my back on you. And so what happened? Even the enemy that's supposed to be afraid of you will be the one ruling you. So now you can see why sometimes there are powers and oppressive spirits that are working in our lives. And no matter what we do in terms of what we call deliverance, they don't go. I have only said it before. And I can say it again. Deliverance is not freedom. Is that okay? Deliverance is not freedom. Because you see what? You can be delivered right now from one spirit and where you don't put yourself and subject yourself to the power and influence of God. Another spirit comes into your life. So your freedom is terminated instantly. Deliverance is not freedom. It's obedience and submission to the will of God that guarantees you absolute freedom. And that's why I see the children of Israel. God delivered them from Egypt. But what happened? They turned back again. And what God, the whole of the book of Judges was because the children of Israel were turning their back on God. Anytime he turned their back on God, he raised up an army, I mean an enemy against them. Part of the things you're fighting for, or fighting with, fighting against, are actually the oppressive spirit that have been allowed because God has turned it back on you. Because you hate him. You love him less. Hallelujah. Are you with me? And so when you make up your mind <laughs> to stay with God, the defense or protection you're looking for, they come into your life. Remember what Jesus said. If I cast out a spirit, I mean evil spirit from your life, then the kingdom of God is coming to your life. Is that not true? Right. 
And then Ephesians 2 verse 1 and 2 tells us something. A time was there when all of us were walking in the prince of the power of the air. But that is what Jesus comes in to do. To cast out those spirits so that he now reigns in our spirit and in our lives. And so as it begins to reign in our life, those powers no longer have authority or power or dominion over our lives. So here we find that when you turn your back on God, what's the next thing that happened? God lets you lose. He gives you the chance. You just go ahead and live the life you want. And what's the next thing that happened? Enemies take control over your life. The Bible now says, the enemies that you similarly were supposed to be afraid of, they'll be the one that will not be governing you. Why? Because you turn your back on God. You hate God. Hallelujah. I'm going to break it down. Like I said, I'm summarizing everything I've been trying to say. Next thing I want to share with you, I'll just give you a simple definition and the implication of your hating God or loving God less. The next thing I want to share with you is why do people hate others? I mentioned that before. Psalm 38 verse 19. Psalm 38 verse 19. My enemies are alive and in action. No, just go with me to taking gems. This one is so good about taking gems. Let's look at it. But my enemies are lively and they are strong. And they that hate me wrongly are multiplied. They hate me wrongly, wrongly, wrongly. So I told you before, people can hate without a reason. They don't have any genuine reason why they hate you. They just can't hate you. I'll still give you some reason why they hate you. Is that okay? Look at Psalm 69 verse 4. I love this one. They that hate me without what a cause are more than the hairs of my head. They hate me without a cause. No reason. Hallelujah. Are you see here? You, you can see situations like this. You'll be wondering, why does this person hate me? There is no reason. You can't deduce any reason why such a thing happens. But definitely, the Bible says, that's what goes on. People can just hate you for no reason. No justifiable reason. Praise God, somebody. Are you still here? Right. He said, those that hate me, without a cause, and more than the hairs of my head, they that will destroy me, being my enemies wrongly or wrongfully are mighty than I restored that which I took not away. They are just many those who are after my life for no reason. And essentially we know David is talking here. The basic reason why they were after his life was because of the grace that was upon his head. Not because he did anything wrong. Not because he stole or he killed anybody. But I just saw the glory upon his head. I just saw the fire that was anointed to be a king. That was all the problem, the offense that they committed in life. And David was wondering, what have I really done? Now, I've married this kind of hatred from people. Praise God. Are we here? So, you too can do the same thing. Sometimes you need to check your heart. The people you seem to love less, people you hate, what are the reasons why you hate them? Sometimes you really can't find any good reason why you hate the people you do. The people you hate. You can't give any conclusive reason. This is what the person did to me. No. Nothing. But you just develop hatred for some people in your heart. That's why you need to set your spirit. Allow God to help you to clean out. 
Praise the living God. For what the Lord has been sharing with us, you don't even have any reason to hate anybody. No reason whatsoever to hate anybody. You don't have any reason to do that. Hallelujah. Amen? So, people hate for no reason. People hate for no cause whatsoever. And you too can be, be a victim to that. That you start hating people, developing hatred for certain individuals for no reason. You can't afford to do that. Praise God. Are we still here? Alright. Another set of people that people just hate <laughs> for no reason is a group of people that God loves so much. God loves these people so much. And God even thinks when you minister to those people, you're lending to the Lord. Somebody already know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Look at that. Proverbs 19 verse 7. Proverbs 19 verse 7. Sorry. Yeah, verse 7. Hallelujah. All the brethren of the poor do hate him. What are these men doing? Just because he's poor. <laughs> All the brethren of the poor, they hate him. I don't forget that. How much more do his friends go from him, far from him? He pursued them with words, yet they are wanting to him. They want to run away from you because you are poor. Not for any reason. That's why God must set us up and position us. Hallelujah. Come on, are you getting what I'm talking about? You know, have you gone to a meeting? Have you gone to a meeting? Maybe family meeting. And now you want to discuss critical issues about the family. And one of them who has the door is not on seat yet. What do you think will happen? They say, let's hold on. Is that okay? And the poor man wants to say, may wait now. What is your problem? Just, you're too much in a hurry. Why are you asking you to wait? Because the man has a change. Because they say, if we conclude now, if we say bring money, you don't have to bring. So you wait. The poor man is just hated. Even if he have wisdom, even if he have what he can give that will deliver people. No, nobody wants to think about it. Even friends say are far off. God must give us some money. Are you listening to me? If I'm going to be honest with you, a lot of people who are in certain denomination today, they don't have anything there. It's not because of the message or anything. They are there to identify with the people that are rich. Am I right? The poor man, man just hate him. Even his own brothers, they hate him. Friends stays far away from him. Even if he's pursuing them with good words, there are good things he wants to offer. They don't want to listen. Because he's poor. God must give you money. So that your words can stand. Is that okay? And how many of you understand that when money begins to come your way, what's the next thing that happens? Friends, even though you don't invite, begin to come to you. You want to do a program. You didn't put advertisement for invitation. People are coming. Even though you didn't, add, I mean, they will still come. How did you hear there's something there? No, no, no. 
They know something is going on. You don't put an adverb before they come when there is money. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Let me just show you how they treat the poor. Using the life of the disciples of Jesus. Luke 6 verse 22. You see, you can't afford to live this kind of life. Jesus said, Blessed are ye when men shall hate you, and when they shall separate you from their company, and they shall reproach you, and cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. This is the position of the poor. Men don't want to relate with you. They don't want to mention your name where they are seated. Hallelujah. Come on. They want to separate themselves from you just because they fear you don't have money. Are you there with me? Praise the living God. But I'm trying to say this to you. You as an individual, you can't live this kind of life. It doesn't matter who is around you, especially is coming to the company of the fellowship of the brethren. You got to love everybody. You can't love anybody less because the person doesn't have money. You can't love any person less because he's not rich the way you expect you to reach. Neither can you love only those who are rich because no matter person is a poor. If your friendship is determined by the wealth in people's pocket, you don't have the spirit of Christ. If your relationship is because of somebody have much money than maybe the other person, you don't have the spirit of Christ. If your visitation is to those who have money at the expense of those who don't have, even as a pastor, you don't have the spirit of Christ. You know what Jesus said? I was speaking to the disciples and he said, when you go preach, don't turn left, don't turn right. Don't even greet anybody on the road. You know, why did he think he told them that? Because some greeting is a way of saying you know, I don't think I'm getting that. He said, don't greet anybody. Don't tell them, don't tell right. Go straight. Preach the word. Don't greet anybody. That's how serious the matter is. Because I know some of us, when we start greeting, we know why we're greeting. Huh? Good morning. And he say, as far, I assume. Well, living by the grace of God. <laughs> it's only grace, oh, my brother. Grace. <laughs> you understand? You are delivering a message. When you start saying that, you know what you're saying. In, are you getting what I'm talking about? Praise the living God. Only God is helping us. He's by grace. You know what you're saying. Jesus said, go preach the message. He said, don't greet anybody on the road. Don't tell them, don't tell them. Go preach. So that you don't make my your source. And by the time you came back, the disciples came by and said, when I sent you out, Lack ye anything? They said, no, we lack nothing. Because even when they were going, they said, don't even take wallet. Don't take money. Don't take anything. Just go. When they came back, I said, did you lack anything? They said, no. If he send you, he will make the supply. Hallelujah. Am I saying, don't meet the need of your pastors? No, that would be wickedness. You never get the balance in what I'm saying. Is that okay? Right. But you don't live your life Using money to determine who is your friend and who is not your friend. That's not Christianity. That's not the life of Christ. If you watch scripture closely, you find that Jesus' most friends were actually poor people. Amen? Hallelujah. Sometimes, help me Lord, 
You make relationship with friends, with poor people, the grace in you help these people and lead them from poverty into richness. If you really have grace, if you think you are rich, then raise people who are down so that they can come up to the level that you are supposed to be. Those are solid friends if you can do that for people. Because they won't forget you. Praise the living God. Got a message this morning from somebody, one bishop, I can't remember. He said, look, pastor, don't you ever think I've forgotten about you for the love you showed to me in some time past. It's just a situation that made it for me not to be able to reach you as I ought to reach you. I can't forget it. That's life. You live your life that people will always remember you. No matter the status of those individuals. Hey, praise the living God, somebody. Come on, is anybody following what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Let's move on. The next thing that makes others to hate people or people to hate others is success. Without any cause, they hate you. Because you are poor, they hate you. The next thing is, you are successful, they hate you. That's the problem with man. Hatred is a spirit that is very, I mean, he knows it's very discriminatory. He doesn't, he does discriminate so much. Whether poor, rich, or successful, hatred can still work. Genesis 26 verse 26. Hallelujah. Hatred. Then Abimelech went to him. Went to who now? Went to Isaac. Remember, Isaac was in this guerra. And what's the next thing? I mean, um, they land there and they drove him. You can stay with us. Get out of this place. Is that okay? Right. And their trouble hit. Famine came. And look at the next thing. The Bible said, Then Abimelech went on to Isaac. Go back to 26. I have not finished. Then Abimelech went to him from Gera. And Ahuza, one of his friends, and Peter, the chief captain of his army. Verse 27. And the Bible said, And Isaac said unto them, Wherefore come ye to me? See, you hate me. And I've sent me away from you. Hallelujah. Why did they do this to Isaac? Because he planted in land, he succeeded. Abundance came to him. That was the only reason why they did what? They hated Isaac. And they said, man, get out of this country. We don't want you here. Praise the living God. Look at the next verse. And they said, we saw certainly that the Lord was with thee. And we said, let there be now an oath between us. Even between us and thee. And let us make a covenant with thee. Can I tell you something? Those who send you out will come by begging you. Hallelujah. Come on, are you following what I'm saying here? It's so vitally important. They sent him away because he was succeeding. They sent him away because God was with him. And what's the next thing that happened? He was so prosperous. And now they turn around to say, man, please, we are sorry. We just want to come into covenant. We realize that something is working with you. We don't understand who you were or who you are. We now begin to see that there's something very unique about your life. Can we enter into a covenant? We want to come into a relationship. I am saying that those that hate you will come back to you. Somebody didn't say that. You mean you didn't hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? No matter your condition now, no matter the situation you are facing, no matter how rejected people have placed you, no matter how much they don't want to relate with you, they are going to come back to you. 
Praise the Lord. Once the tide changes, that changes the whole thing. Do you understand that? They hate you now because you are poor. But when you are rich, you'll be the number one to be invited for any program that is going on. Hallelujah. And some people just turn out to hate you because you are succeeding and they are not succeeding. That becomes your offense. Hallelujah. When men succeed, anything they do becomes a talk. Look at the way he's carrying himself. He think he's the only one that have money. Look at the way he's behaving. As if we have never seen people in this city that have money before. Look at the way he's acting. Even when he talk. What has a man done? Absolutely nothing. You're just envious of his money. You're just jealous of his success. That's why you develop hatred. You can't afford to live that life. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. What you hate that is good will never come to you. When you criticize those who are rich, genuinely rich, you are likely not to be rich. Because anything you reject will, will come to you. The reason you hate these people because they are succeeding. How do you expect to succeed? It's practically impossible. Are you getting what I'm saying here? Let's look at the life of Joseph, for example. Genesis 50 verse 14. And you know, Joseph is not lying. What was the success of Joseph? Before he ever got to Egypt, he was already a successful man. Because we're having these dreams and visions. And God was speaking about what he intended to do with the life of Joseph. That was the only offense that he committed. Look at that. Genesis 50 verse 14. And Joseph returned into Egypt. He and his brethren, that's how his father's dead. And all that went with him to bury his father, after he had buried his father. Verse 15. And when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will peradventure hate us, and will certainly requite us. By implication, when you hate people, your conscience will always judge you. Hallelujah. The only reason they sent Joseph to Egypt was because they saw success in his life. Genesis 50 verse 14 to 15 I just read. Now go with me to Genesis 49 verse 16. Genesis 49 verse 16. Hallelujah. Is that what I'm saying there? Hallelujah. Come on, I got that scripture wrong there. What I'm looking for is, and they sent messenger to Joseph in Egypt. Right? They went to Joseph in Egypt at the end of the day. Remember they sent him out and then they went back to him. And what's the next thing that happened? They nailed down before Joseph. They started pleading for what they did and what they did, what they did. Praise the living God. So I'm trying to make you understand that success, tell him to put it on the board. Success will make you to be hated by even your own brethren. Nothing at all that you've done just because you're succeeding. So now, the spirit of hatred, as I said before, is very discriminate. I mean, it doesn't discriminate. What that means is, whether you are rich, somebody is going to hate you. Whether you are poor, somebody is going to hate you. And God is not expecting you to develop the same spirit. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. Amen. Sorry, 5018. Right. 
Genesis 15:18, and his brethren also went and fell down before his face, and they said, Behold, we be thy servant. What's the next thing? And Jesus said unto them, Fear not, for I am in the place, am I in the place of God? Amen. Praise the living God. Did you get this? But take it from verse 16. Let's take it from verse 16. 50, 16. Praise the Lord. Alright. And he sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying, Thy father did command before thee, before he died, saying, So shall say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now, the bread transfers of the brethren, and they are saying, For they did unto thee evil. And now we pray thee, forgive the trespasses of the servant of the God of the Father. And Joseph wept when he spake, when they spake unto who? Unto him. He wept. Now, I'm just trying to give you a background. What led to the hatred of Joseph was the success that God was bringing him into? What led to the hatred of Jesus was the success that God was going to bring him into? Right from the birth of Jesus. You know what Herod did? Herod hated him with passion and wanted to eliminate him. And why was that? Because the there's a star. We saw the star of this new king. That's why we came to worship him. That was an offense just because this young man that is just born was going to be a king. Praise the living God. Are you still with me? Now I want you to get the picture right. If you are poor, people are going to hate you. You're succeeding. People are going to hate you. And so you on your part, you don't have to fall into the categories of people that hate others in those conditions. That's what I'm trying to make you see. If somebody is succeeding, don't develop hatred. Because the point remains is this. Those you hate, especially when they are poor, when they become rich, you end up going to them to bow down and seeking their help. Hallelujah. I gave you a story here sometime. When I came to town and I left my job, my dad was sick. So I went to one of my sisters, an auntie, and I told her my dad is sick. Accidentally, this auntie, the father died when she was just giving birth to her, so it's my father that took care of her. And then she got married to somebody in NMPC. Now I came to town and my dad was sick, so I went to her to say, I just need transport fare to go see my dad. I'm told my dad is sick. He said, I don't have anything for you. My dad sent you to school. You've done all that you're supposed to do. You're lecturing. At the end of the day, you say you want to carry a Bible. I don't have anything for you. Poverty was speaking. And then I went to one of my cousins. I see that little my cousin also, the mother left the home. There were three boys. My dad took these three boys because my dad is next to him. Took these three boys, trained them up well together in the house. We're like twins, four of us. Is that okay? Now, I went to one of them and said, look, I'm told dad is sick. Can you just help me for transport? He was working in one of the companies in town. He said, I don't have anything for you. Ah, what was my offense? Because I was poor. No, dad just it. Because I was poor. But when God started speaking, that my, aunt, my auntie came and said, you see that man there? 
is my my uncle's son. That that pastor is my brother. That pastor is my brother. And then he starts saying, two of his children were sent to me to help them to get jobs in Tanya. Poverty is a bad thing. Your relations will reject you. Even if care is not taken, your own father will reject you. It's a bad thing. So people don't hate you for no reason. But when you are going to succeed tomorrow, they will come begging you. You'll be the pride of those people. They are going to say, hey man, that guy over there is my relation. That, you see that sister there? Oh, it's, it's, it's my grandfather's grandmother. Is what I gave back to her. It's my relation. In fact, we raised her when she was small. Now, because money is coming. May God touch all of your lives. <laughs> May God prosper all of your lives. Now, the hatred will turn to begging. They will come begging you for forgiveness. They came to Joseph and said, we beg you, forgive us. They were even quoting their father. When did their father say that? Our father said, you should forgive us our iniquities. Can you imagine? <laughs> so, how could, how could the father told Joseph and they never, Joseph didn't hear. Now our father told, look at that. They are begging. This is the guy you people hated so much. Are using the spirit of the dead now to beg for substance. Are you seeing what I'm saying now? Praise the living God. The power and the spirit of hatred. Let me see what I can do here. Let me show you when you hate people that much. <laughs> Look at the book of Psalms, Psalm 34 verse 21. I'm going to read it from King James, then I'll take it from the message translation. When you hate people, what happens in your life? Hallelujah. Psalm 34 verse 21. Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. Evil shall slay. Take it from message translation. Hmm. Look at this. The wicked commits no suicide. They waste their lives hating the good. Did you get that? Slow suicide. You'll be dying gradually when you hate people. When you hate especially the children of God. When you hear those people who are righteous people, because your thought every day will be eating you up. The thought you have will be eating you up. So gradually you are dying, unknown to you, you'll be committing suicide. In your heart, we see you walking like this. We don't know you're already hanging the rope on your neck. It remains to pull the rope. Gradually you'll be dying because of your thoughts towards other people. That's why you need God to help you. In your heart. For those who are wicked, they commit slow suicide. They waste their lives hating the good. They waste their whole life dying gradually because you hate somebody. You can afford to live this kind of life. Praise the living God. Hallelujah. Come on, are you with me somebody? You can afford to live this kind of life. I'm telling you the danger of hatred. Whether the person in the person in Paul, no matter what category the person is, you can't have hatred in your heart and live long. You'll be dying until finally you die. When you see the people you hate, you know what's happening in your heart. The kind of sweat that will begin to, even if you are staying under air condition, sweat will be there because somebody you hate is sitting by you. Praise the living God, somebody. Are you following me? 
And the Bible says you'll be committing slow suicide. Finally, you give up. You'll be wondering what happened. The whole thing was spiritual. The whole thing was right on your inside. That's why the Bible said, take good heed in your heart. For out of it, what are the issues of life? Keep your heart with all diligence. Take care of your thoughts. For out of that place is the issues of life. What it means is, life flows from your heart. Praise the living God. Life flows from your heart. And so death also flows from your heart. So when you develop hatred, death is what you are releasing into your own life. And gradually you're giving up. Praise the living God. Let me take this example again and then we're going to stop. Some people hate you because you don't sing their praises. They just hate you because you don't praise them. No matter what, they just, they just get angry. You know, some of us have that spirit. You see that sister, no matter what I've done, he can't even say good morning to me. You know, when you start saying that, something is already happening in your inside. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Man loves praise. When you don't praise them, they hate you. I don't know if you're getting this. I'll give you an example. First Kings 22 verse number 8. First King 22 verse number 8. Babazani, king of Israel said, Jehoshaphat, or said unto Jehoshaphat, there is yet one man, Micaiah, the son of Imla, by whom we may inquire of the Lord. But I hate him, for he does not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. Joshua said, let not the king say so. Did you get that? I hate him because he doesn't say good things about me. Some of you just hate people because you feel they don't sing of your praises. You want them to be talking about you all the time. You want them to be. And that's just the only reason why you hate them. You succeeded, but you want people to sing of your praise. You want them to worship you. You wonder, and who, when you don't find somebody doing that, oh man, 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 you have a hatred. The king say, I hate him, for he doesn't profess anything good about me, so I hate him. So one of the reasons you hate people is when you feel that they don't sing up your praises. Hallelujah. They don't, they don't say so much about what you're doing for them. They don't tell other people about how much you're spending on them. Are you following what I'm talking about? Right. You just develop hatred for these people. These are people you've helped already, but you develop hatred. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. The king said, he doesn't say anything good about me, so I hate him. I love this man. He was not pretending. He told you, that guy, I hate him. Why did you hate him? He doesn't profess anything good about me. Praise God. Now, are you the one that gave him the gift? This guy is equipped by God and he was standing for what God has given to him to do. But now you are angry because he's following the will of God, the course of God, the thoughts of God, the mind of God. You hate him. Hallelujah. Are you still here? So, why do you hate people sometimes? Men who don't sing what your praises. It's very subtle. Sometimes we don't understand but it's very subtle. It's right there. 
This guy doesn't say something good about me. He doesn't talk too much about me. My husband doesn't praise me. My wife doesn't praise me. You don't understand what is going on in your inside. Something is creeping in. The devil is finding an avenue to hit you so bad. But you don't understand. My children don't do this to me. My wife don't do this to me. My husband, with all that I'm doing, this is what they pay me back. What you are indirectly saying is, I hate these people. Because they don't sing all my praises. I don't think I follow what I'm saying. This is very subtle. And it's a trick of the enemy. That will turn you around to hate your own people. To hate your children. Hate your husband. Hate your wife. Unknown to you. Because you feel that all. Oh, they are never satisfied with all that I'm doing. They are never happy with what I'm doing. They never say anything good about me. With all I'm doing. You don't need people to say things about you alone. No. Let God exalt you. Praise the living God. Everything you are doing is to the glory of God. You shall be exalted. Whether they are singing your praise or not, there are people who are going to be singing your praises at the appointed time. Don't think because you've done good to this individual, you must sing your praise. Even if that doesn't happen, don't let that be anything that will turn your head upside down and cause the spirit of hatred to begin to develop in your heart. Don't allow that to happen. Are we together, somebody? Final scripture I give to you and I will pray. And this is like a prayer. Genesis 24, I'm going to reverse this thing. This one, Rebecca, her glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory. This one, Rebecca, was to get married to Isaac. And this is a prayer that the brethren pray for him. Hallelujah. I love it. And that is a prayer I'm praying for you today. Not because you're getting married, but because you're getting united to Christ. Because you're getting married to Christ in that sense. Amen. Hallelujah. What did I say? 60 Genesis 24 60 Thank you And they blessed Rebekah And said unto her Thou art our sister Be thou the mother of thousands of millions I like that kind of prayer <laughs> And let thy seed possess the gate Of those who hear them Praise God <laughs> Hallelujah Thousands of millions. In other words, prosper as you're going to get married. And may your seed, oh hallelujah, rule over those who hate them. Do you know what he's trying to say here? This is actually prophetic of Jesus Christ. Amen? Come on, are you following what I'm talking about? This prophetic of Jesus. Rebecca never have, how many, how many children Rebecca have? Never have to a thousand, but he said, have thousands. No, the people in the world today, they are the seed of Christ in court. Amen? And he's saying, if you are in Christ, you will rule over who? Your enemies. Praise God, somebody. You will rule over those that do what? That hate you. And one of the ways by which you're going to rule over those that hate you is that you are going to succeed while they are looking at you. That glory that will bring you to the place of exaltation shall be released upon your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Are you there with me? Let them be victorious over their enemies. And this is a blessing that accompanies those who follow Christ Jesus. 
I am telling you this morning that no matter who hates you, no matter who's trying to be your enemy, by reason of the power and the blood of Jesus, you're going to rule over them, you're going to walk over them, you're going to succeed right here watching in the name of Jesus Christ. No matter what is going on, success is coming your way. Victory is coming your way. Authority is coming your way. Dominion is coming your way. In the name of Jesus Christ. Rule over your enemies. Rule over those that hate you. Rule over those that despise you. In the name of Jesus. May you become thousands of thousands. May your children become thousands of millions. In the name of Jesus Christ. The day of his power. People shall be willing. May you receive that power. May your enemies be willing. May they submit to you. In the name of Jesus. Just the way they went to beg Joseph. That is the way they are going to come to you. The way they submitted to Joseph. And was quoting their dead father. That is the way they are going to submit to you. I changed the economic situation today. I changed your economic situation today. I changed the environment that you are in today. From that of hatred to that of success. In the name of Jesus. Every power that has been working against your success, I take authority against it. Every spirit that has been standing against your prosperity, I take authority against it today. In the name of Jesus. May you have millions of people. Thousands of people succeed your side. Your left, you are succeeding. On your right side, you are succeeding. In your front, you are succeeding. Hatred can't stop you anymore. Powers can't stop you anymore. Dominions can't stop you anymore. In the name of Jesus Christ. As God spoke to Abraham, I will make you fishers. I mean, to, Joe, to Abraham, I will make you. A father of many nations and to, to, to Peter, I'll make you fishers of men. The father you have come to the Lord, the father you have submitted to the Lord, I decree today that God will start to make you in the name of Jesus Christ. I say be made from this hour. Be made from this hour. Change your name from this hour. God will change your status from this hour in the name of Jesus Christ. That prayer for Rebecca comes to you now. I said it comes to you now. You shall be mother of thousands of millions and thy seed shall possess the gate of those that hate them. Your children shall possess the gate of those that hate them. Your own life shall possess the gate of those that hate them. They shall not rule over you. You shall rule over them. In the name of Jesus. So hatred can't stop you anymore. Hatred is not a barrier to you anymore. Success is coming your way. You shall be glorious. I say you shall be glorious. Men shall speak about you. Those who despise you shall look unto you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you precious Father. In Jesus precious name I pray. Come on give a shout unto the Lord. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. 
We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.